I love you. Well, ladies, men, and gentle folk all, light them if you've got them, because today <laughs> we're returning to the Disney playlist for Alice in Wonderland. And I gotta tell you, I really, I really wish we had some of the uh, the beautiful splendor of Gorsh with us when we were watching this because oh yeah the drugs the drugs on that planet would have made this movie so much more enlightening oh i see but I, but the drugs of earth and, or should i say alcohol <coughs> yeah of earth is uh it, it was it was suitable for the the viewing experience I see. all right so you yeah. you did not do this sober which i mean there's there's a big big uh, tradition i think of this particular story and non-soberness definitely so i you went you went for tradition i feel like the only time i've ever watched this uh this movie sober was Uh as a kid and even then i guess i was kind of high on sugar so like you were high on sugar (laughs) (laughs) It's still pretty trippy then. I don't know, dude. This movie might be the reason why, as a child, I had such a hard time grasping what reality was. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty twisty movie. And honestly, dude, I did, like, I don't know. It took me until I was, like, 13 years old for me to be like, you know what? The shit I do has consequences in this very real world. And the shit that goes on in my head doesn't matter to these other people. <laughs> and that's why you joined theater. And yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a little bit longer after that. Yeah, I had to get uh, comfortable with the fact that this world is real before I could go back to pretending. So. <laughs> but we got there. But. Yeah, the shit with Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I'm the green traveler from Gorsh. I haven't established that. I just talked about Gorshian no. drugs, which are amazing, and uh, if and a hundred percent legal comes, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I was just drinking while watching Alice in Wonderland, right. <laughs> yep. and I wasn't doing any kind of Gorshian drugs. That's for damn sure. God, I missed them. I was sober. It feels wrong to watch this movie sober. Like I can't. It, that should be against like, the law. Yeah, but it's just like once you get into once you get in Alice and like once you get into Wonderland itself. If I'm anywhere near sober, I'm just like, hmm, this is a blum adventure. I think it would be honestly harder to follow watching it sober. And I was lying. I wasn't sober. I mean, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> Anyhow, it, yeah, it, it is uh it's fun movie, but god damn, those those non-existent transitions, man. They they really get you. It's really amazing how they like structure this yeah. whole whole dreamscape, which, you know, let's just talk about it. It's it's based on the novel by Lewis Carroll. Right. I read it as a kid and I didn't Never. get it. I think I enjoyed it, but I was just like yeah that was funny but like i didn't understand anything i had read there were so many strange things yeah how peculiar i read it again as a teenager and even then i was just Mm -hmm. like i think i'm still not quite understanding all of the the symbolism and like the meaning of all this like i don't know and i've tried to read through the looking glass but i've never really gotten too far i think maybe the symbolism you you are mentioning that you're not getting 
maybe it's not all there. I think, you know, a lot of people read this story and really infer a lot of what Lewis Carroll was trying to say. Like, he definitely plays with uh, sayings of the era, like Mad Hatter and uh, March Hare and, and stuff like that. He, he definitely plays with stuff going on in what was the precursor to psychology in that era. But he, I think that he really was just starting, just trying to write this story that would entertain this little girl that he was interested in. It's <laughs> kind of weird. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's the weird. story I heard anyways. Yeah, I don't, I've never really looked into it. I just, I just enjoy the atmosphere of this story because it's so just wild. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. And and it's just it's fun to be immersed in, like you know, going back yeah. to it, with the exclusion of Johnny Depp's the, that Mad Hatter movie. I'm not really a huge fan of that. Um, I yeah, I uh, think I like I like what he did I in that the first movie. Uh, there was other things in that movie that took the movie down me for too. me, but there's some really good things in that movie though too. When you say first movie, does that mean they made two of them? Yeah, they did Through the Looking Glass. I don't know if it's anything like wow. what the Through the Looking Glass novel is like, but it's uh, it's something. Oh my god, oh my god man! Oh it's, wait, I, wait, I which know. one does the Jabberwocky or the the dance thing happen? Is that the second that's, one? That's the first one. I don't think you saw oh, the first the one. Okay, yeah, yeah. it doesn't seem like I have then because I don't remember it. I mean, I also don't yeah. really remember much of the first one. I just don't. don't, don't well, like I Johnny think Depp is the Mad what Hatter. they did. Yeah, it wasn't. He made some interesting choices. Like you know, he's not gonna go for. He never goes for the first thing that you would think. At least, mm-hmm. that's how he used to be, and then. And then yeah. all of his roles kind of seem to collide into the same thing, which yeah, I don't know. It, I guess since we brought him up, I guess recently um, they're saying that uh, his wife was lying about everything she was talking about, and he was pretty much slandered. I don't know. I mean, I, I still, yeah, I don't know about that whole situation. It flip flops every month what that story is. Sure. And so I'm like, I'm, sure. I'm no longer like really following it. I'm just kind of hearing about right. it from occasionally and being like, right, right, right. Right. He still plays well, the exact same character in all of his roles. <laughs> he does. Ever ever since Sparrow, he he does. Um, with, but that, he, with the exclusion of that Black Mass movie. I think that's what it's called. Black I Mass. did not see I that. St- I did not see. I think it. Is it I brought this Black up. Mass or I'm, White Mass? I think it might be Black Mass. I brought it up before. I brought it up before and I was like, I don't remember what the movie is. I'll look it up later. Never looked it well, up Well, I later. think you're right. <laughs> I think it is called Black Mass, but he's playing Whitey Bulger. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. He, I mean, he has the ability to be an amazing yeah. fucking actor. It's just he people, is an amazing the director actor. just wants that goofiness. Like, his Mad right. Hatter felt just like, can you be like Edward Scissorhands? But also Willy Wonka and just mashed them together and he's like yeah yeah that, that was about it that's what I'm looking for <laughs> that's a very interesting Johnny Depp impersonation yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay so this is our review on Johnny Depp but he, <laughs> sorry Disney <laughs> I do think yeah we will get back to this actual movie uh so all right so we did kind of actually in my house we did watch 
the Johnny, the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland directly after watching Alice in Wonderland, pretty much. Not, not necessarily my choice, and I think I stepped out for a good chunk of the movie because I had just watched it recently. I do think that Johnny Depp makes very interesting choices in that movie when he's doing the storytelling. So I feel like it's kind of hard to pick up on the first watch, but on the subsequent watches, he has, I think, four distinct different characters for for the Mad Hatter when he's huh. doing different different uh, when he's per- talking about different parts of his life or ignoring different parts of his life. It's honestly pretty interesting to watch, and they do some things with the computer animation with his eyes to add to those yeah, characters that he's portraying and that yeah. is a little bit weird a little bit off pitted pudding but it is wonderland it's a little weird and off putting so i think it honestly works fair. but i also was with you that first time i had watched the movie i thought it was a very strange performance well i mean also the first time i watched it i was already kind of feeling just drained on the tim burton johnny depp well i was just kind of right. bored with it yeah just over and over again it, it's just it's the same thing like whenever adam sandler puts out another movie with all of his friends and we've seen it yeah. man like i'm glad you're having a good time with your friends but yeah it's, it's it's nice it's nice that you're keeping them all hired and ha- having a great time but i'm just fucking bored with it <laughs> yeah but edwin that is one hell of a performance as a mad hatter and in this here animated movie edwin Ed, right Ed, I, thought, I thought you were cutting across the ed wood <laughs> he does, i was like he does know it's ed wood right not edwin <laughs> yeah he he was good in that movie but we're talking about i, do I love think ed we wood. should shift back to this movie that is why kinda, is that i do feel like <laughs> why is that what we're talking about is that what we're talking about today <laughs> we're talking about alice in wonderland 19 where's our uh, seamless transition 50 i don't know 1951 <laughs> rather and this movie is great i think this does the job of really getting what it feels like to be in wonderland better than that tim burton movie right. does and i think it has to do with the bleeding transitions things just fucking happen in this movie and like you can see them coming just barely and it's so strange and so off-putting i always (laughs) i always love not to not to throw you i always love the things just happen in this movie it's like that always i hear that so often with i I say that a lot too and it's just like that is just kind of what happens in every movie that is fair that is fair things do just occur but like what you mean is like you're you're following one scene and then suddenly as you're in that scene something else emerges and then you just follow that it's just like you know it's like two paths just cross and then you just go down the next path and you're just like yeah sure i'll take a left here and it's just exactly and it gets weirder and the 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 colors get like crazy and vivid and it's i don't know it's just it becomes super fucking trippy Oh, definitely. Let me let me do just like try to do a quick, quick synopsis. I mean, it's a short movie, so I think like the basic plot points I can nail in like two sentences. Alice, being taught by her governess, sees a white rabbit and chases after it and dives into it, its rabbit hole, which leads to Wonderland. She's trying to find the white rabbit in Wonderland and eventually comes to the court of the Red Queen 
where she gets into trouble for doing nothing wrong and almost gets murdered. That's the synopsis of the movie. But, but here's the problem is, like, that's all I remembered from it as a child Right. was precisely that. And those are the bookends. Yeah, Everything exactly. that happens in between, it's just like it's a bunch <laughs> of short stories in between. Yes, definitely. Which I'm sure, again, is all for entertainment and craziness. But, like, it's like I feel like there's, there is a deeper meaning there when you read it. Like, I feel like there has to be. Yeah, that's what I mean. A lot of people infer that the different characters represent different mental disorders, which is interesting yeah. and fair. I've always loved but that. Yeah, I've always loved that I, idea. I do like that idea, but honestly, I think that it's equally as fun just to sit back and watch these interesting, strange stories. Oh, yeah. I think, I think he just drank a lot of absinthe. That's all. <laughs> oh, I love me. I've had a few good absinthe nights. <laughs> I've never, never, never partook myself. So, what was your favorite little like? I don't know. What do you want to call them? They're little scenes little stories vignettes that's right you know he 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 figured out how to do these i've already forgotten the word whatever they were called in the war era package films uh, yeah it's a it's a secret package film oh my god yeah kind of (laughs) and he's been he's been wanting to do alice in wonderland for forever i i think i read like in the 1920s one of his first animations was like a, a rip off of alice in wonderland you know, he, he, he's been trying to make this a feature film. Like, that was his first idea was for Disney ever was he wanted to do Alice right. in Wonderland as their first feature. But then they're like, no, Snow White. And he's like, yeah, Snow White. And then, like, now he's finally come to this passion project. And I don't know, like, all the little vignettes are just great. It feels like there's so many, so much, like, care put into each little piece. Right, right. It's hard to choose one, even though it's because a lot of them I do forget already. Because again, I was you know I am I imbibed a little bit beforehand. I don't you know, and not all of it rings forever in my mind, and it's hard to remember all of the little vignettes. But I think this I like the, I said earlier, this movie honestly I think would be just as hard to follow sober. Yeah. So, but my favorite my favorite characters, and I guess what my favorite vignettes are, are anything to do with the Cheshire Cat. Uh, who is amazingly voiced by Sterling Holloway, uh, who is Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if you picked mm-hmm. up on that. Winnie yeah. the Pooh is the Cheshire Cat, and it, I fucking... There's there's a reason, like, his characters are my favorite. He has such a beautiful voice. Like, I love his voice. He did, what a, it is a very yeah. interesting voice, for certain. And it's very soothing in some way. Yeah. yeah. Like, sneakily so. Like, you yeah, know you especially as the Ch- the Cheshire Cat, he does a very yeah. good job of being like, "Hey, I've got your attention now. You know I have your attention, right? Haven't you noticed yeah. that I'm not all there myself?" That's good stuff. <laughs> Just as he's fading into the background, except for yeah. his smile. Ah, uh, he's he's beautiful and creepy, and I love him. One of my favorite characters of Disney that we have seen so far. Like to this point, I would put him easily at least in the top two like struggling to think of all disney characters but i love the cheshire cat right but the other character i really enjoy in this movie aside from alice is the caterpillar yeah yeah uh, you gotta like the the caterpillar um <laughs> richard 
Hayden Who plays the caterpillar. You? And so he's fun. and he he's blowing letters, smoke letters at her. <laughs> um, Isn't he Alan Rickman in the Tim Burton one? Yeah, he is Alan Rickman in the Tim Burton one. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think I like, I honestly think I like Alan Rickman's better. I like... I don't remember it enough. I think I like this the scene better with the caterpillar in, in this animated version because it's funny. Where mm-hmm. his is kind of more serious and just like, I don't know what's going on. It's like where the... the it's It feels like in that Alice in Wonderland movie... That it went from being a hallucinogenic dream to a opium dream. And right. It's, it's very strange. Like the, the mood <laughs> shifts in that movie are very strange. Not that they aren't oh, in man. this one. But <clears throat> we also, I think someone who's worth mentioning. Well, of course, we got uh, Catherine uh, Balmont, I believe that's how you say her name, is Alice. But mm. uh, the person I did want to mention Who was, was Wendy. Uh, she was Wendy. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. and, and Peter Pan. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll talk about. Well, her I guess again. we She does a very perfect. She does a perfectly good job. She. She. Yeah. But she's a. Alice is a perfect vehicle. She's like she is the straight man in this obscure mm. comedy. Uh, absurd comedy. Like all these other people get to bounce off of Alice, and it's great. Yeah. But some really good voices come from Pat O'Malley. He does. Tweedledee and Tweedledum, but he also does their uh, the walrus and the carpenter in the story that they tell, and yeah, they're, that's... they're completely different voices. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it, he it is great voice work. Like I I will yeah. agree there, but that's one of the areas where I do kind of tune out because I don't know oh, it's really? just that the whole Tweedledee Tweedledum scene. Like I I kind of that 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 scene's I... all gone. That's okay. So I really enjoy the walrus and the carpenters scene because it's like it's kind of and I think it's in couplet. I'm not entirely sure, but it's some kind of verse and they're telling the story and the walrus and the carpenter, they find some baby oysters and they lead them out of the sea and then they're going to eat them. And uh, the walrus asks for some for the carpenter to make some sauce for the oysters but while he's away making the sauce he eats all of them and that's the story (laughs) and like i feel like i feel like it's for for me it's i say i feel like a lot too there's there's a lot of things that it's just like i noticed i noticed these things that like we we've cut out a lot of the uhs and that kind of stuff we're working on it but we're replacing them with right. other phrases now. Sure. I mean, we still have to stall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I say, I feel like you say anyhow. And, but, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I like the, but, uh, butts. I can see it on the audio way coming up. Cause it just, it kind of looks like a, butt cause it's like big bump, little bump, big bump. And I'm just like, there's a, but, a, butt. <laughs> but anyways i that one i didn't know about i did know about anyhow but um but <laughs> all right so. i even forget what i was talking about when i started that i don't remember where i was leading Me from neither. there i don't know we were talking about the walrus and the carpenter but i don't know oh right it, it's it's an ocd issue for me because if i'm reading the book and if that's in the book, that's fine. I can take a small side story and enjoy that while reading because I'm going to be with sure. that book for a long time. 
when I'm in a two hour movie and I'm like, I mean, this isn't a two hour movie. It's an hour and 18 minutes. But when I'm in a movie and I'm following one storyline, even though Alice in Wonderland is all kind of jumbled and going all crazy and stuff, completely cutting away from Alice to follow this other random story that's being told to us by Tweedledee Tweedledum. I don't know. It just throws me for a loop, and maybe it's because I I'm understand that. not sober, but still, <laughs> it's it's a moment where I just kind of like get lost, and I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't remember what's going on, and oh, finally, Alice is back, and we're good. The main story that Alice in Wonderland leads to is her meeting the Queen and angering her, but it's honestly not my favorite part. It's just the most impactful part. Part. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's staying in the edit <laughs> especially especially the uh the painting the roses red like painting the roses right. red obviously sticks with you it's a good number it's really the one number that i can recall the the late i'm late um for a very important date that's the other one but i i don't remember any of the other numbers yeah i can't think of any off my off the top of my head either I feel like the Mad Hatter and oh, very merry on birthday. One. That's the one that repeats. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that gets the most reprises, but it doesn't stick with me like painting the roses red for some reason. Maybe because of what happens to the the cards. <laughs> yeah, that might they... be it. that might be it. The repercussions are severe. Yeah, I also like the Mad Hatter and the March Hare, but it's just they do become a bit annoying so i think that's another reason why we don't remember them i mean their song immediately is because after a while it's kind of that like might be all it. right guys even though i love their characters i just shove them away it's like Get it's just here. the chorus over and over again that's all it is right. I, I don't remember if there's any verses to that song yeah anyhow i don't know what else to talk about this movie i feel like it is a story that people know pretty well it's i mean it's really popular nowadays because of that tim burton movie but also like pop culture just loves to use these characters like especially in the comic books that we read um i mean we just i just talked about batwoman where she's alice the the main villain is portraying herself as alice from wonderland it's it's fucking everywhere right and the dc comics themselves have a villain called the mad hatter who controls right. people with the with uh, telepathic hats? Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> he designs hats that let him control people. It, it's a great mythos. Like there, there's so right, much yeah. built to it that it's just you know I don't know if Lewis Carroll intended to build such a crazy big world. He just accidentally kind of did so, and it's so much fun to be immersed in. It is. It is really fun. You can just turn your brain off and enjoy it. Trying to dissect it is a little bit against the point. I do, in my heart of heart, my feeling place, have the inkling that Lewis Carroll wrote this just for the nonsense. I don't think he had really the intention of displaying psychological disorders like everyone tries to say but i think it's an interesting he fucked with the masses before john lennon did (laughs) which one was the walrus yeah i am the walrus they're like that's all fuck with them (laughs) (laughs) i am the egg man exactly indeed (laughs) i don't think yeah maybe after he sold some copies and decided to 
right through the looking glass or whatever. Maybe then, maybe he's put more thought into it. But I think initially he was just being an absurdist. Yeah. I think that's it. And I, I think like that's it. all the more that you really need to look into this to enjoy it. That's fair. So, I feel like if you are the OCD type that likes to latch onto these kind of things and build right. something off of it, there's a reason so many people love to incorporate Alice in Wonderland into their oh yeah myth oh, yeah. their own personal mythos, and it, it's just because there's there's a lot of good building blocks and you can take with there it. There really are, there really are, and I think that I I appreciate people's interpretations interpretations, especially yeah. when they make their own fiction with it. I think that oh, that's yeah. great. And then if you want to throw that symbolism on top of it because you're building onto that mythos. I appreciate that. I just think like mm. if you're looking at the OG story, I don't think that all that is there. You know, it's like going into <laughs> so in undergrad, they had us in the, uh, take this comprehensive writing course, right? And right. they <laughs> right. they had us <laughs> they had us watch The Dark Knight. And that's a good choice. And they're like, "Okay, now you need to pick a scene and dissect it and it was a lot of fun and you know i threw on a whole lot of bullshit onto it <laughs> and maybe maybe like 11 percent the artist was intending for that to be what was transcribed upon right. my soul but it it i i and you know artists as an artist you do put a lot of thought into it but you don't know what your audience is going to infer from it. I do think it's very interesting that people have like, come up with all these thoughts for it, but I just don't think yeah. that is the artist's inter- uh, reasoning. No, not every artist does perfect every single thing, but I do think there's a lot of great building blocks to, for great mythos yeah. here. And uh, yeah. just to lead that into my closing statement, like it's just an absolutely fun, absurd world with great animation around it like it's fun to just get lost into it but i do only give it three and a half stars three and a half yeah mainly because i feel like there is some kind of see like so you know how in doctor who if you uh see the silence when you're no longer seeing them you just kind of forget it and you're just like, sure. oh, yeah, like, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, it's whatever. Sure. I think there's Wait, a woman like that in this movie. Is that what these marks on my arm are for? That's exactly. You mark your arm <laughs> because you see the, you think you see the silence. And, you know, you got to remember that you've seen them. And I think that's what we got going on in this movie. Because I feel like every time I walk away, there's shit I'm forgetting. And I think there was some government the message. Part. Yeah. I, I think there's there's a secret <laughs> hidden message in this film. You know, mm. Disney slips something in, and you know they put a silence in there from the from the Doctor Who stuffs. Yeah, it takes away half a star because it gets oh, four man. stars. I'm just fucking with you. It gets four. You think it's get four stars? Wow. I mean, I yeah, I, I really, I mean, I really it's definitely love. a full face movie for me. I it's a good fucking movie. I don't know. I get more out of other interpretations of Alice in Wonderland than mm-hmm. this one. Though there is just some great stuff that you can't beat. Yeah. And like it is one hell of an adaptation of the story. It's probably yeah. one of the best Disney adaptations as being like getting the soul of the story in into a movie, I think. Yeah, because it 
it just feels like a crazy ass dream that's what's great about it is like you watch this whole thing and i bet this is a dream this is just too crazy you know but and it's it's not really capturing like you're not really like enraptured by what's going on but you are interested because you kind of do like alice you know just like yeah she's fun like she's she's adorable and the characters she's meeting are all great and while there's not really much underneath it, no drive for her really, other than just keep going. I don't know the the fact that they made this whole movie that just feels like pieced together vignettes because of like <laughs> all these these bleeding transitions. Like it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it is very well done. This is the kind of movie that really does just shut the kids up. The, you know, sure. the, there, there's movies like that, like Moana and all those other movies that. They have a good message that keep the kids entertained and like they're really, they're, you know, they're taken by the story. This is just so fucking trippy that I think it just blows kids' minds. They're just sitting there like, what? What just happened, man? And then you can turn the TV off and they're just like staring at Dead Space for like three hours. And you're just like, oh, that's good. <laughs> hey, kids, let's watch the Batman. And and then the penguin comes up and he's just twirling the thing. It's just that for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's just a never ending gif of just wah. 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 <laughs> beautiful oh shit. oh shit well i have to say the dream ending that which has become quite you know quite the cliche you can't really even do it anymore i mean really that's dallas's fault let's 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 call it as we see it but anyway yeah I feel like that ending kind of takes it down a peg. So that's why I wouldn't call it a face and a half movie. Even though I do love this movie, but I think I love other Disney movies more. But this is very, very well done. Highly recommend. Go watch this fucking movie. I like it because the whole thing feels like a dream. So it just makes sense. It does. When it happens, it's yeah when it happens it's just like that that is satisfying that is exactly what i expected to happen she's learned uh through her own subconscious it's kind of fun like whereas with twin peaks how it all feels dreamlike well i haven't finished twin peaks so we haven't finished it yet no and there's a third gotten, season like... have you seen yeah, that the third is true. season yeah, we... i haven't seen the third season that's true i've but yeah i thought we got okay no, we watched the first season, and then you were like, okay, if you want to watch the second season, you're on your own. And then I never watched it. Man, why would I do that to you? Fuck me, man. <laughs> oh, maybe it was because... No, maybe it was because it was it was taking us too long because we were living at different houses at that point, weren't we? Uh, No, we were still at Regency. Um, man, I'm a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, actually. <laughs> We were watching it really slow, though. I think you had just finished watching it, like, over the summer. I think that was probably oh, the deal. Yeah, it is kind of a, a hard one to, unless you're, like, super into it. Yeah. But yeah, with with Alice in Wonderland, I enjoyed that the, the dream ending here. And they, they didn't make it impossible to use. Like, I think it's that, what's that soap opera, Dallas? Where it's like, who yeah. shot, was it who shot JR or whatever? That it's just yeah, like. Something like that, yeah. It's like a whole season ruined. <laughs> you wait yeah. like a whole year you go through the whole season it's just like it was all a dream it's just like well fuck you guys what the fuck oh, there you didn't matter at all see that fuck you that, guys. that yeah that seems like it would be feel like a ripoff and bullshit here with right, alice right. it just kind of felt like felt like that was what we were building up to and it was satisfying yeah i can agree with that i just feel like it was a little bit 
a little bit cheapened. But I don't know. I don't know how the ending is in the book. Maybe that's the ending of the book. I can't. I can't tell you. I guess that's our show. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, I have been the Green Traveler, and I am, and always will be, faceless and Leon at the same time. <gasps> Some would say the safe travels and good night. <laughs> Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.